Thanks for tuning in to Thermo Fisher's Career Stories Behind the Science podcast, created for all of you who seek inspiration and motivation in your daily work. Thermo Fisher Scientific is the world leader in serving science. Our colleagues' mission is to enable our customers to make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. In our series, we discuss various topics like work-life balance, career tips, skill development, and career changes with colleagues from Budapest who share best practices and their personal experience on these topics. Join us behind the scenes of science. Now, let's start. Welcome everybody to our new episodes and for the, I think for the third or for the fourth time this year, um, we are coming with another special edition and the apropos of the conversation gave actually that even though um, with Thermo Fisher, uh, we've been on the market for decades now, but it's going to be five years this year when we started our global business services activities here in Budapest. I'm really much looking forward to this conversation and we have two very special guests uh, today. Day. And the two men of the hour is actually um, our very own Vice President Dana Stang and our site lead, Miki Kotsor. So thanks a lot, gents, for accepting the invitation and, and, and being with us today. And actually what we're going to cover today is uh, actually multiple things. So i um, just like to get your thoughts around the industry, the shared service industry that we are in. So the um like to uh, get your thoughts around the evolution of the organization and also some personal stories and your personal experience have you gone through so let's see what we will come right so okay uh, that's a pretty broad question yeah i know i know i know i know i know (laughs) we have um uh, hopefully um listeners from uh, every walk of many walks of life who are not familiar with or not necessarily familiar with uh, the shared service industry as such so if you could just give us your thoughts around what the shared service industry is about and also you know just the core activities of our um organization that would be good for a start I'm Miki Kotsor, thanks for the introduction. Um, I'm leading this site for the last three years and have been with the organization for, for four years. And, you know, shared services to me is really an opportunity for every single company globally. And the opportunity is really to deliver value to the rest of the company. And it's really about, in a simplified terms, collecting similar f- functions and bringing that, uh, joining them, uh, in most cases, into one single location. But the purpose is really just to harmonize processes, to look into simplification of those processes, to create uh, more value to the, to the customers through that, and certainly to deliver efficiency to the company overall. So if that's happening, then certainly there is a win-win. And why companies usually do that? Because they are usually spread across with all those functions, different countries, different industries, even within the company and divisions and groups. So once consolidating them, that could that can create a, a significant value to the company. And this is what we were starting to do uh, for Thermo Fisher as well, being also a super big company that really needs that backbone, uh, I would say, at this stage. Yeah, so thanks, Mickey. And Dinesh, you were actually the very first colleague in here who entered these premises almost five years ago. So back at the time, what was um, the triggering point or the hooking point for you accepting this challenge and, you know, just start building up the organization and you have a massive background from from these industries, from, uh, from various other companies. So what was the reason why you said yes to this challenge? 
Hi, everyone. Uh, so my name is Dana Schlang, and I have the privilege practically be here now for five years for Thermo Fisher. It's very funny, but this is exactly the day I've joined the company five years ago. Is it? 1st of July. Really? Oh, congrats. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's my, my real anniversary. And thanks for Mickey for the perfect definition of what chat services is. So I really don't want to add too much to that, maybe other than highlighting that uh, I usually say there are two types of companies. There are a company that has a shared services and a company that will have a shared services. And that's partially the answer to what, why I'm here, because I was really excited at the opportunity when Thermo Fisher decided to have finally a proper shared services setup. And me, who spent, like, before joining Thermo Fisher more than 15 years in the shared services world, one of the most exciting time is when you are starting it from zero, you're building it up from scratch, you're really creating the foundation, you selecting the right people, you're going for all the opportunities. So for me, that was the hook of having an opportunity working for a company that really stands for something big, but also has like an amazing opportunity to really excel in the shared services. So that was my personal trigger. And from a personal perspective, what was your biggest challenge in there when you got into the role and starting the show? As you said earlier, I was the first employee of the of the shared services. Yeah. So I remember when I joined the company, as I said, exactly five years ago, we were not even in this office. There was an outside rented area with one single office and one big space, and I was the only one there alone. And I remember for the first couple of months when we started the interviews, I was the receptionist, the IT person, uh, you know, everything um, doing around the, the, the empty office for a while. So that was definitely a, a challenge uh, at the beginning. But I think your, your question was, what was exactly the, what was the big challenge? Yeah, uh, the person, uh, from Well, the personal challenge is if you want to build a really strong or good shared services, there is the most important ingredient are the people. So when you are alone, how are you going to be ensuring that you're going to find the right people with the right motivation, with the right value set, with the right passion to, you know, go for an adventure like that. So that was the biggest challenge. And then, of course, from a company point of view, Esther Fisher didn't really have too much experience working with shared services. They had to be taught of what they can expect uh, from a shared services and how it can really add value. So managing the stakeholders and finding the right people, I think that was the most challenging part of the job. Mickey, you joined as a finance director uh, over four years ago, and then you took over the Baton from actually from Danish uh, three years ago. What was the biggest shift? And again, if you could just give us your thoughts around from a personal perspective, how you went through um, that journey that from a finance director role, you know, just moving or transitioning into the leading the show job if you like thanks for that i mean it's um it's been certainly a journey it wasn't like from one day to another so then i had to invest into me quite a lot in terms of just to improve and you know work on certain uh, development areas and there are still many but i think what what was really important and uh, well one of the reasons i joined the company as well the really supportive environment uh, that we have globally as well but but here in shared services as well and this is what you see so uh, I had my doubts whether I'm going to uh, be doing a good job, sometimes still have, but getting there slowly but surely. Uh, but I think what was important that uh, people around me assured that, you know, if there is help needed, uh, you would be getting that. And um, 
not only from Danish, but uh, from, from, from the team as well, from you, Tommy, as well, uh, when you, once you joined as HR lead. So I think this is what helped me just to go, go through that, that curve and through, uh, through that journey. And then once I felt m- much more comfortable in what we do, how we do, and uh, picking up also certain elements that I've been, never been doing before, like the whole employee, uh, employee bra- branding and uh, brand building, that was really, really new to me, how to do that. And this is, that was also the time when we, when we started to work around that. So with the help and relying on others and then having the right people around us, you know, that, that uh, made, made it happen. And in terms of the industry that has gone through a significant evolution over the last 15 or 20 years, so if you look back the early 2000s and then the early, uh, the beginning of the um, of the previous decade, wh- where do you see the biggest differences uh, in the industry now comparing to 10 years ago or 20 years ago? I would say that there are two aspects of what has changed in the last 10 years. I mean, one aspect is not really a change, but if you think about chat service industry, it's definitely not one size fits all. So it's not like that you have a perfect working recipe that you can apply to any company. So in one hand, it always matters what type of company you are providing the service for. So I think the expectations and the certain emphasis on what what shared services stands for could be different company by company. So that's one element you have to sort of consider. But if I'm thinking about the last 10 years, there was definitely the technological evolution. So you can hear about the all the RPA technology, the, the robotic process automation. You can hear about lately the chat GPT uh, and uh, many other sort of artificial intelligence driven sort of solutions. So that's definitely a big change in terms of tools and, and available solutions for the shared services. The other big change in my mind are the people. I think there are new generations are growing up with the different expectations to a certain extent with different uh, skills and capabilities. I think with the social media and the whole you know, the last 10 years of um, certain tools and I can have, I have three kids so I can see it on them, how they are interacting with one another, how do they see the world maybe somewhat differently, how they need a bit more freedom in certain areas and how, you know, I would say work-life balance is a little bit different. I think that has changed the industry because typically shared services is, is employing younger people. So we always have to be up to speed on what's the expectations of the employee, how can we really create an engaging environment. I think that is a is a bigger challenge in the last 10 years. Probably one one personal item uh, I would add, uh, element I would add, there is also the perception around shared services. If I'm looking around the Hungarian market, that even when I started like 15 years ago working for shared services, uh, coming from, from other industries as well, I had my doubts as well. What is shared services uh, about at all? Is it delivering real value to the business, to the company? And once I've, I've learned more and more and more, certainly, uh, I realized that there is awful lot of value that we can add. But it, it took a while until the, the whole market uh, moved into the direction as well. And then uh, I think now for the second year, the BSS, so the shared services business uh, in, in Hungary, became the second most admired uh, kind of industry after IT, which is which is a great, great journey uh, over the last 10, 20 years. And we certainly want to 
be become the first uh, from that aspect as well. Absolutely, from my uh, point of view, is is one of the biggest difference I see over the last 15 years is is obviously the number of players that significantly increased in the market, and you know just now we have over 150. Um, shared service centers uh, here in Budapest and employing 75,000 plus people. And the competition has also uh, become much more fierce than it was 10 years ago. How do you think we can stand out from the crowd and be different uh, in order for us to be attractive and, and really leading the way amongst those players? So maybe one thing which is also partially an answer to your previous question, what has changed. I think the initial perception on chat services was that this is a back office type of call center or a transactional led activity which requires relatively low level of knowledge and therefore quite a boring and repetitive job, hence not so attractive for people with great talent or with great career sort of expectations and prospect. I think that perception has changed as people are finding more and more that in the shared services world you can have very complex very interesting very you know sophisticated and high paid jobs and opportunities so i think that perception is changing and i think if you want to stand out from the crowd you need to provide that type of opportunity that type of image i think Today, people no longer joining just for doing a job. They really want to be proud for the company they're working for. So I think if you want to stand out, you really have to have a company that, again, employees can be proud of, that company that stands for something which is really making a big difference to the to the society. I think Thermo Fisher is one of them. So having with such a strong brand and with such a strong uh, mission, I think is, is definitely a big part of that recipe. The second piece for me is definitely the leadership, what type of culture we are creating. Um, I think, as I said, there is an element of every generation has somewhat different expectations, but ultimately everybody is looking for a great boss, looking for uh, to be appreciated, to be recognized, to be valued. Uh, so I think what type of environment you're creating in a shared services is clearly the other part of the recipe. These would be the, the big ones. I don't know, Mickey, if there is anything. I think you, you covered it, and, and, and probably what I would emphasize uh, on, on what you said is what I'm hearing from the new recruits as well, that the industry is, is making a bigger and bigger difference, just doing something good to the world. And certainly uh, we are in that industry, big, big, big player. The other one that comes up more and more is like how they can still be themselves. And I think through our values and culture that Danish was mentioning as well, that's exactly what, what we are about. So therefore, the new generation as well, we, we are creating the right proposition that uh, through, through the values and through the culture that they don't have to change. They just have to be a, a damn good job. And if they do that, they have really, really uh, lots of opportunities without behaving differently than they would uh, be, be outside. They have to be themselves and and uh, enjoy what they're doing. And Adina, she mentioned um, the importance of, of being proud. So moving to, again, to a personal type of question, Without quantifying it, but what are the things that you're most proud of from the last five years, ever since you started running the the business? I think one first part of the question of the previous discussion, why I'm proud to be working for Thermo Fisher, I think that I would also answer to that one. That, that question 
probably was quite visible during COVID because we, we, we were talking about the last 10 years, but we didn't mention the COVID and we haven't mentioned yeah. that yet. Theron Fisher was a big player in, in helping to produce and uh, distribute all those and all the vaccines, uh, working with Pfizer and Moderna and other, and other companies. So I believe that working for a company that was making such a big difference to, to the society, I think it's a big deal. So that, that, that makes me proud. And I, I think if I'm looking for all the products that we're producing, how we are helping you know, to cure cancer, how we're helping uh, with other sort of um, really significant disease and sicknesses to be cured. I think that, that makes that makes me proud. But what am I proud in terms of the shared services or the last five years of achievements? I think the fact that we are here five years down the road with uh, you know more than close to 800 employees, that definitely shows that the whole center was successful, that the people made a huge difference. Every time when I am traveling around the world and meeting with the other Thermo Fisher stakeholders, you know, my boss or the, the senior leadership team of this company, I'm only hearing a good appreciation on, on what had shared services really achieved. And our discussion is always, what could you do more? How quickly could you do more? I think that's definitely a, a, a recognition for the team and the achievements that was in the last, done in the last five years. I was one year into the job. I remember when we had the first two migrations successfully completed. You know, we migrated some finance activities for our analytical instruments group and moved some customer service activities for our life sciences uh, division. And after a year, when we had these first two migrations, we had the group CFO uh, visiting us. Stephen Williamson came to town to really see how the operations is going. And I remember that he was so impressed that practically within a year he just realized that there is a well-functioning shared services was built with with already achieving some great success practically proving for the company the concept of shared services and i think ever since uh, the discussion is always how, how could we grow more how could we do more how could we leverage that capability not just in europe but across the world so that's something that makes me proud from the last five years, I mean, there is a lot. There are also a lot of personal things I could mention. <laughs> not not, not going to go down the, that route. Uh, to me, uh, what stands out really, how the company is overcoming challenges and including, including shared services, because uh, I think we've been also doing a great job. Uh, but there's been also many, many challenges that we had to, had to overcome in the last uh, couple of years and how the company has been handling that, even COVID. We didn't know what's going to happen. How the company entered into that, telling all employees, look, guys, that's going to be a tough year. That's going to be a tough quarter. We might introduce some measures, but uh, look, if we lose, then we lose. If we win, then we win, but we are going to do that all together. So you know, that kind of attitude and you know, standing in front of everyone and then going into that unknown uh, jointly, hand in hand, I think made everyone really, really uh, feel not only secure, but proud as well. And this is what we are doing, not ever since, because I think this is how the company has been working uh, ever since. But this comes through. And this is what I see in shared services as well. Even we have to overcome significant challenges uh, from time to time. But I feel here in shared services, we, we, we join up and we join up also with the businesses. Uh, to make it somehow happen, to work it out at the at the end to the benefit of the customers, and this is what makes me probably the most proud about that. That it's worth investing all those efforts, all all that time, because uh, at the end of the day, there is something good uh, that's gonna come and gonna come uh, out of that. Thank you for tuning in today. 
If you liked today's episode, add the podcast to your favorites to make sure you don't miss the next one. Follow us on Facebook or check out the Thermo Fisher Scientific Job Portal to join us in our mission to enable our customers to make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Career Stories Behind the Science was brought to you by Thermo Fisher Scientific Hungary and was produced by BrandFizz Employer Branding Agency. Let's look behind the science in the next episode.